Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Bodzog. In today's episode, we're going to be sitting down with Gage and Omar from Blank Proxies. I'm really excited for this type of episode. I've never had a solid proxy provider on the show. We go into the marketing, how they provide their proxies, how they make it a profitable business, and also the ins and outs of the business as well. Quickly, before we get into today's episode, guys, we have one sponsor for today's episode. If you guys want to sponsor an episode, please contact me at the Talk on Twitter. I'll go ahead and hand you a query there. However, the sponsor is Eclipse Notify. Eclipse Notify is a cook group, and within their group, they have a Shopify Q bypass, a browser and they provide all members with free sneakers accounts and in-house discounted proxies. On top of that, they have detailed guides ranging from normal sneaker reselling to spot betting and a bunch of other things you guys will be able to make high, high profits on. If you guys want to check them out, their socials will be down below. I highly recommend it. To be sure in today's episode, guys, I did introduce both individuals at the beginning entries the brand so you guys have a basis about this. I'm very excited for this episode. We rarely do episodes where there's multiple people, so I'm really excited for it. It's going to be a long conversation. Hopefully, you guys do enjoy. We're going to jump straight into the first question we ask all our guests on the show. How did you get into reselling? I'm going to ask Gage first, and then we're going to ask Omar. So, Gage, go ahead and answer. I got into reselling because I just really wanted some extra cash. I was never in the culture or wanted all these hype items. So then I just started making SNS accounts and trying to get lucky in the raffles. I I eventually got quite good at making the SNS accounts. Um, but now it's much more, I like to buy things to keep them, which is like breaking the number one rule of reselling. Yeah, that is very similar to what other guests do say. They want that extra cash flow, especially at a young age. There isn't a lot of opportunities, and especially if you don't want to go into retail or any type, other type of job, doing something that invests in your interest whilst also creating a revenue stream for yourself is definitely a good way to go. But Omar, how did you get into reselling? So how I got into reselling, first off, I guess it's my love for shoes. I've always been a sneakerhead, if I may. Um, I had a pair, I had a bunch of Timberlands, actually, uh, which are not really sneakers. And um, I guess one thing led to the next. Um, you know, I started off with Yeezys first um, and then bought my first pair of Yeezys, sold them on for a profit and just got really curious and just wanted to know more about, you know, the community and reselling in general. Yeah, I definitely can resonate with your answer there. I feel like when you discover a community within the interest, it's really interesting. You want to become known in that community. Personally, for me, I wanted to become somewhat repeatable within the community I'm in. And I feel like I've done a good job with that, establishing your own connections and building a brand, which is very, very similar to what you both have done here. We're going to get into that, but... Going back to the beginning, like we were mentioning before, you guys both got into reselling, you both had your interests, but there's one big transition every guest that's came onto the show always talks about, and that is going from being a regular reseller to a bottle within the community. So Gage, how did that happen for you? So when I was just getting as many SNS entries as I could, I eventually got enough profit where I could go and go ahead and buy a bot. But it's really tricky when you're first starting out because you don't know what on earth to buy who's a scammer what bots are scams and then you find out that the all the good bots are already sold out so it is quite a dangerous place for a newcomer i was quite fortunate that i had a few friends that were already reselling that could help me a little bit and i ended up getting this really weird bot called sneaker robot that isn't around anymore um it had this really shit boxy ui like someone had literally designed it in fucking paint it was really bad but i ended up copying some things with it even though the gui was shit 
Yeah, I feel like at the beginning for newcomers, this community is somewhat dangerous. Maybe that isn't the word to use, but it is risky because all the good bots that everyone talks about, that everyone tags on Twitter, is either stupidly priced through third-party markets or they're simply out of stock. So you go for these bots that are always in stock and they are always the best. However, I do feel like at this current stage, there is some bots that are always in stock. That is a good alternative, like NSB, for example. We've had them on the show before. It's a very good bot to start off with. It kind of creates that beginning understanding. Personally, when I did start, I took a wild leap. I bought Adept. That was my first ever bot. Literally a week later, I joined their staff team. It was a huge, little, massive jump within the first week. It is a, it is a coin flip, I'd say, because you have such limited knowledge regarding all these bots in this community. So I feel like developing knowledge first and understanding which repeatable people are tasked to certain brands and then making an informed decision to buy a bot that is the safest option is definitely the way to go. But Omar, how did you go from being a reseller to a bot? Yeah, I sold my first easy and then I guess one thing led to the other. Like you said, I definitely agree with the point that you have to do a lot of, sorry, a lot of research. That's very important. Um, thankfully, I was in a group at the time and it was, I think it was Sherry IO, if I'm not mistaken. And um, this group kind of led me on to, you know, CyberSoul. And at the time, Cyber had, you know, I'd say little to no hype where it was just starting off. Um, so I caught a copy for 50 pounds over retail, which was, you know, probably the biggest win ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it just went from there, you know, started with Supreme, um, just copped a few things here and there, you know, week ones, whatever. And uh, yeah, it was all upwards from there. Well, you did touch upon one of the points I just had there. As the community kind of advances, things change, things evolve. Like you said, CyberSoul for £50 over retail these days is unheard of. Like, it literally goes for thousands of pounds. The resale value is really high, and I feel like seeing that progression and being in the community for a long time is rewarding. So it's nice to see that you were able to capitalize on that and obviously make huge profit on that copy. And then also get an understanding from your groups. I feel like groups these days are doing a better job of giving understanding to users so they can make more informed decisions, like I said before. But we've actually created a very, very nice basis for the viewers to understand where you guys came from, how you became bottles. Now let's touch upon the company you guys are here today to represent, which is Blank. Blank Proxies, I did talk about it in the beginning. However, let's dissect this a little. Where did the name Blank come from? Yeah, so I actually remember walking around uh, my local area. When I need to think of things, I always go out for a walk. Um, so me and Omar are just discussing this proxy business idea, and we need to think of a name. And I get stuck on the idea of when you're using a proxy, you want to be anonymous. You don't want to leave a trace. So I thought of clean slate, like blank, blank slate, and that's where the name comes from, because you want to be anonymous when using a proxy. You want a blank slate. Yeah, that is an interesting idea. I feel like with bots, groups, or even proxy services in this case, their origin of a name is very important. I feel like some groups and some companies that don't have origins is fair enough, but it's nice to dissect into that. And obviously, it ties in well with the whole ideas of having proxies. And also, I feel like the branding was very well executed. But it moves on to something I want to talk about. What actually inspired you to create a proxy company? I know like you spoke, you were talking to Omar about creating a proxy company. What made you go down the path of creating a proxy company versus creating a group or creating a bot? First off, we were obviously, I mean, we still are botting. Um, so primarily the first thing is the prices of proxies or, you know, having to pay for proxies rather. 
Um, so that's kind of why we looked at, you know, proxy company is it's just, you know, minimizing costs, if I may. Um, the other and more important thing, which leads me on to something that we're going to answer later on, I guess, is the lack of support. And that's something that, you know, I've stressed from day one. We didn't really know where it's going day one. You know, it was literally just us, you know, cutting our costs. Pretty much the lack of support from other proxy companies. That's, that's really the gap in the market that we identified that led us on to um, creating our own proxy company. Something you didn't touch upon there, I definitely do think passion is very important when creating a company. If you're not passionate about creating a company, then obviously you can't really expect your consumers to be passionate about it. That's just how it is. That's just my two cents on it. So it's nice to see you both had an invested interest in your company and the idea behind it before going ahead and starting it. I'd just like to add something to that where I don't think anyone really likes paying for proxies. It's a bit of a painful experience because <laughs> you know, you're not guaranteed to cop when you buy proxies. So me and Omar hold newer people's hands through the process because we know ourselves how difficult it can be at the start because everyone was a new botter at one point and had no idea what delays to set, didn't know what's the difference between a data center and a residential. We wanted to walk them through that. Yeah, I feel like that is very important in this day and age, even from the beginning. I feel like helping new users is understand the game, understand all the mechanics and the solutions to everything does firstly increase the success i feel like new users that appreciate that support will post success i've seen it happen before new users really appreciate that one-to-one -one support and also it encourages the community to grow in ways like you said supporting new users and essentially taking the time to help them through i feel like some groups differ on how much they want to help people but what i've seen from blank is there is a load of success posts it's it's one of the reasons why i brought you guys on the show is because the company is so big within the community everyone knows about blank proxies and that's why i want to bring you guys on on dissect the company but something I did want to talk about when you first create a company whether this is a proxy company a bot company a company outside of the whole reselling game when you first start the company the early days either go really well or really bad it's very accustomable depending on your company how are the early days like for Blanc? I think the early days were the best we were just <laughs> yeah <laughs> we I our logo was designed by one of my friends, and in return, I gave him uh, a meal deal from Tesco pounds. for lunch. Like that's how we, that's how weird it was. We were selling proxies on this website called Selly, where you can make your own little shop. It looked like shit, um, and we would just post on Twitter, and we get so excited every single sale. It would it would fill us with joy. And now we get a lot of sales every single day and it's not it's not that same feeling. When we got two sales in a day, it was the best, the best feeling ever. <laughs> um, and eventually there came a turning point for us where it became less of a hobby and more of a business mm. was when Off-White was releasing lots and lots of shoes and think bots like eve and cyber were working on off-white people started to recognize that our uk data centers had tons and tons of success on the off-white site and we saw all of our followers suddenly went up our proxies were selling out instantly we were even overselling because selly couldn't keep up with how fast our uk data centers were were selling it was absolutely insane 
And I really, really, really do miss those days because we were all so naive to what was actually going on. And it was such a big ramp of popularity. And every single day we saw 50 to 100 uh, off-white Air Forces, off-white Vapormaxes, Jordans on the off-white site copped with our proxies. It was great. Yeah, I definitely agree that I feel like the early days for some companies is really nice. Everyone likes that small, small responsibility aspect. I feel like two sales a day is really easy to manage. You guys get really excited. Even though the profits are low, it's like you're creating a brand. People are interested in it. People are dedicating funds to it. And it kind of creates that little spark at the beginning of a company to go ahead and take it to the point where you are right now, where you're getting 50 to hundreds of limited sneakers from these releases with people using a resource which is a nice feeling but i guess it's down to opinion about how you feel as your business does advance and i can definitely agree when i've worked on projects the early days is memorable and it is very nice to look upon so the reason why both these individuals are on the show today is because they work at the same company they're both co-owners but they both do very different things i've spoke to them i've learned about their responsibilities and that is something i want to tell you guys here today so gage is actually on the more technical side he works with the proxies essentially pushing those proxies to the site from my understanding so we're going to go ahead and talk to him about that Gage, what was the process in collecting proxies and developing plans, etc.? Essentially, uploading to the site, making sure the consumers got their proxies and stuff along that type of nature. Yeah, so we don't really collect proxies. We have to take different components from different people and combine them together with coding magic to make it work. You can find free proxies online that you know aren't very safe. They might monitor your traffic. Everything we do is built from the ground up there's servers involved there's ip space involved there's a there's a lot of technical things that need to be put together the biggest difficulty behind that is the fact that there's so many different cogs in the machine that if one cog doesn't work then nothing works and it can be a real pain to try and find out exactly where something stopped working and with this type of thing it's very time sensitive the only time things go wrong is during very important drops. So you have to make sure that you've always got your finger on the pulse. You know when things are going to drop and you know exactly who to call when something goes wrong. Because sometimes things are just out of your hand and you have to make sure that those things are fixed. That is quite interesting. Obviously, I've never sold proxies before. I have bought proxies. I've done proxy deals with people. I never really ever looked into the whole back end of it. And every consumer is in the same position as me you literally go onto the website you sell if it's in stock you select how many gigabytes you want you set the price you go through the checkout boom you get your email you get your proxies your ib authenticated and boom your job is done however there's a huge process that goes into the back end like, like you mentioned there's loads of components that go together if one thing goes wrong the entire thing goes wrong the consumer wants to buy the product it's quite stressful at times i feel like that is the trade-off with how profitable these things can be however you did speak about how everything just needs to work together so if you reliability of your working partners is definitely important there but something i want to talk to omar about omar is essentially the marketing genius over at blank something i want to talk about what was your initial plan for marketing when it came to blank when you guys first started so yeah it's essentially like creating any other brand if i may it's really about um you know finding unique selling point and then finding the rhythm of things if i may um and this is something that to this day i kind of stand by is you know the the brand essentially so blank thankfully has has you know has made a lot of progress um, it's been about two years now, 
and we're still making progress. Yeah, so it's the nitty gritty stuff that no one really sees that makes the difference, essentially. Yeah, personally, with owning a few brands in the past and I've been working with a couple of brands and I also work in marketing for a couple of brands, the nitty gritty things that you refer to do go a long way. I feel like finding the right time, first of all, to post all these posts on social media and also targeting releases to bring in users to essentially interact with your social media posts when there's thousands of other companies out there it is hard i feel like it is a challenge i feel like the best marketers in the community do trump overall and essentially bring in all the engagement towards the brand and i feel like you've done a very good job by that hence why blank social media is very very active and there's a lot of people engaging with it so overall it did well so one thing i did want to touch upon is that when everyone goes into like a business venture they do have some preconceived notions that do end up turning out to be wrong just because of the fact that that's how business you get hit with loads of surprises so gauge what were some of the preconceived notions you had? I didn't really have many ideas on what owning blank would be like. Honestly, I thought it would just be a small time thing for me and Omar that would allow us to use our own proxies for free by selling a few on the side. I never, ever thought that blank could get this big. And, you know, there's been so many challenges on the way and there's, I've learned so many new things and met so many great people. It, I'm, even if blank ended today, I'd be so happy that I did it. Well, firstly, I'm happy that Blank has grown into the big company is today. I feel like you've helped thousands of users with the releases, essentially providing good products. And definitely the life experience and developing that business knowledge, first of all, and also interacting with other people within the space is definitely a good skill to have. You can use that in the future. So that is refreshing to hear. However, Omar, what were some of the preconceived notions you had going into Blank? Um, so I didn't really have any preconceived notions, uh, kind of like Gage did. Um, but I was more, I was more really into the side of, you know, the networking, which, which you touched base on. Um, that's something that, you know, you, you, you acquire these skills when you're talking to people online. You know, some people think that it's not the same, like talking to people in, in person, if I may, um, or in real life. <laughs> And, um, you know, there wasn't really preconceived notions per se. It was just, you know, it was kind of, uh, we did like a free for all, <laughs> if I may. Um, and it just happened that, you know, two people with quite a bit of skill, I guess, uh, myself and Gage, we, we met online um, and we just started something that uh, blank today, I guess. Now, touching on the final thing you did say that you're talking about blank at its current state, that is something I did want to jump into. Now that we've talked about the past, created our basis, created the understanding about the brand, how it was created, the beginning days, jumping to the present, how has owning blank impacted your personal life? We're going to go to Gage and then we're going to ask Omar. I think in life, it's a real bonus to work on what you love doing. And I absolutely love working on blank. It's such a rewarding job when you can see all of your members have lots of success. It's, it's a job where you can see your, the fruits of your labor almost. You know that you've worked so hard on making sure everything's ready for this drop. No one really knows how hard you've worked. Um, it, the end consumer never knows, but it makes me unbelievably happy retweeting success pics on twitter and seeing how happy that our, our product makes people feel 
So I think there's two subsects of this question, if I may. <laughs> um, first, positively, of course, um, it's definitely made me grow. Uh, it's made me, you know, really think about what to say, when to say as well. Um, networks, that's a big one. I've established a lot of networks and I'm there, very thankful for the people that have stayed. And I'm also very thankful for the people that have left because you do learn something when people decide to leave. Um, and it's at the end of the day, it's very rewarding, as Gage mentioned. Um, you know, day in, day out, it's something that I love doing. It's it's very rewarding, you know, and it's also quite empowering because you feel like that, you know, you, you there are a lot of sleepless nights, and um, at the end of the day, it rewards you. Negatively, <laughs> this is one of the things that I personally um, am affected by is the time zones. So I live in the Emirates. Uh, in Dubai, and the time zones sometimes aren't great, uh, but that's something that I just adapted to. Um, but yeah, sometimes, you know, things can be slow, and, uh, you know, it's just the nature of things. I guess it's just the nature of any business, you know, some, some days are slow and some days are very quick, and uh, that's, that's just the great thing about working at a Parsi company. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you both that I feel like owning a company has a lot of advantages and disadvantages and that is the next element of the episode. But just to preface what you guys did say, there is a lot of trade-offs, there is a lot of things you have to sacrifice. However, developing a brand within your interests and also the monetary gain you do get from that is very rewarding. I personally feel like me doing the bot token, creating monetary gain for myself just to relate to what you guys are saying versus going and working a retail job or any job in general outpowers it completely destroys the idea of it any day of the week like i'd rather be doing this for 16 hours a day versus going and stocking shelves it's just how it is if you're investing into your interest and any any of the views can say this if you can work within your interest you will work harder you're more motivated you're more motivated to do well you're more motivated to contribute to the brand and overall just make yourself better which is something you both mentioned however the next part of the episode is about the advantages and disadvantages of owning black we're going to go to gauge and then we're going to go to omar I think one of the biggest advantages is all the new people I get to meet. For example, all of the blank staff, I would consider every single one of them my my personal friends. I love them all to bits. Um, and we talk on a friendly level really often, much more than we do on a uh, a worker relation. We also get free proxies because obviously we provide them anytime we want proxies we just send them to ourselves we get to help newer people that's very rewarding especially when someone comes in and they don't have any knowledge at all and they open a ticket and maybe they'll ask something like i'm not sure how to create an aws server and we'll walk them through the process and then seeing their picture in in the success channel a few weeks later is so so great because we know we were a part of that one of the big disadvantages is that drops happen on friday and saturdays so for me a lot of the times my my friends will go out partying and things i can't make it a lot of the time because i've got to make sure that the product's working for our customers it's no use me going getting drunk on a friday night and then waking up Saturday afternoon and there's a million tickets on how the proxies didn't work. That's not going to make anyone happy. I make sure to 
to work when I need to work. And sometimes that means I'm up till 3am trying to fix things, making sure that the proxies are the best they possibly can be for, for the user. Yeah, I definitely can't agree with you. Uh, it is a very stressful job at times and it does buy into your social life. But yeah, again, I'm going to touch upon something. I know I've been talking about my personal life a decent amount, but I feel like a lot of the things you are both saying resonates with me. One thing that any reseller, anyone that owns a Brahmadins community or anyone that owns a business that are an entrepreneur needs to keep in mind that your opportunity to make money above the minimum wage, above all the money everyone else is making, has trade-offs, it has huge trade-offs. You can go to anyone that you know, you know for a fact within reselling, within owning brands, you're making substantial amount more than them. They have to spend loads of hours each week just to make a fraction of what you're making. So I feel like there is a lot of trade-offs. However, it does get stressful at times, like you said, but I feel like it's worth it in the end because you are contributing towards a brand and you are building something for yourself. So in the long run, it is definitely worth it. But Omar, why don't you mention your advantages and disadvantages of owning Blank? So yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of what you're saying. It's definitely liberating um, to have your own company and well, a successful company as well and not have to work for someone in the end <laughs> um, and work for yourself. Um, I think the advantages and disadvantages, various, my, dis my advantages and disadvantages are very similar to gauges. So yeah, proxies are paid for um which is a plus <laughs> and at any given point we can decide you know i want to allocate myself 100 gigabytes so be it <laughs> um and uh yeah I, we do meet some great people and i i love networking with people you know there are times where um you know we're on voice with with support like gage mentioned it's not a very uh uptight uh work environment let's say it's very relaxed uh everyone's very friendly you know we crack jokes all the time um at the end of the day we're you know we're making money but we're also having fun um and thankfully we were able to balance the disadvantages like i said earlier um probably the time zones and that's something that gage also touched base on um but you just have to mitigate that. That's fine. You know, you just have to find a workaround. Um, and something else that's kind of a disadvantage that doesn't happen too often these days is the fact that some people sometimes voice their opinions in a way that's not very civil, let's say. But you just have to absorb that and just, you know, not take anything personally. And that's something that, you know, comes under the customer service is the fact that you want to be professional, but you also want to be friendly the same time yeah i definitely do agree with some of the disadvantages you did mention that i feel like some consumers do express their opinion when things don't go well the wrong way that is very known in this community a lot of people do do it and unfortunately it is a good percentage of people that do promote that toxicity in a certain way however it's with owning a business. It makes you tough mentally because when you go into the future, you go out there, if you want to own a business outside the community, then you know for a fact that you've had that training to basically deal with these people that have high rush of emotions that makes them message something that maybe they don't probably mean and maybe it's just in the moment. I feel like it's good training for everyone that actually does deal with that in the right way. So another disadvantage that I think I can speak for Omar as well is that we would always put ourselves over um, we'd always put our, the, our customers over ourselves. For example, if there is just a flood of tickets uh, an hour before the drop and we need to get through them all, we just won't run for the drop. 
we will always, always help everyone else before we will even start thinking about ourselves and running for the drop. So now I, I end up running for not as many drops as I would like, but it's all worth it in the end when I get to see the the flood of success picks. So for the final question of today's episode, what are some of the things you have planned for Blank coming in the future? Our new website's coming very soon where we're going to switch from a Discord proxy creation bot to a web dashboard. It will look much nicer, much easier to use for people who maybe don't speak fluent English. We're always testing brand new ways to be bot protection with our data centers. And we've stumbled upon this brand new way that we can beat bot protection and have proxies work, data center proxies working for foot sites and other hard sites like this. And this should hopefully be ready by next week. We're really excited to bring it to our customers. So to conclude today's episode, guys, we're going to be giving you guys a discount code. It's on the screen right now. If you guys want to go to the YouTube side of things, if you want Spotify, go ahead, skip to the end of the video. The discount code is right here on the screen. If you guys want to check out some proxies, use that code for that discounted price. And also, I want you guys to go ahead and check out Gages and Omar's Twitter down below. And also, Blank Proxies Twitter as well. Highly, highly recommend you follow those guys as well. I really enjoyed today's episode. I'm going to catch you guys next time. Peace out.